Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research. This is episode 88 on Russia's Hieronymus Bosch. riddle goes the only guess i have is carbonized i had posed this question to you before our intro try to think about what this demo song by hieronymus bosch from 94 uh, sounds like a band that we've covered standalone and your answer is carbonized carbonized nope i was thinking and i think less now but <laughs> i was thinking uh when i listened to it the last time to make a snippet for the show that it was a uh, very separation but it's oh. it's very separation as as if it was played by streams of solidarity era embryonic death. Well, I heard not to get too specific. I heard embry- you know, embryonic death was actually my first guess, um, but we didn't cover them in full. That's right. But doesn't it sound like streams of solidarity? The demo, like in terms of the dirty, the dirt, and the 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 muffled, muffled sort of element. Yeah, and also like sort of the franticness and hysteria of it uh that the jerky quality it's not Weird, um, yeah. it's not fluid tech and morbid tech because the riffs are just a, little, a bit strange they're a bit yeah um, they are the morbid side but can't you hear some of the carbonized in that clean section with the vocals and oh absolutely for the yeah. security that's right off for the security right there yep yeah i think uh, i think so so yeah this band this is an interesting band they uh at uh, least this Petra Scandali demo, Petra Scandali from uh, 1994, four songs. Uh, we heard a little bit of near-death experience. And then they released an album called The Human Abstract in 95. Quite an improvement, quite a, I think, a, a sort of more sophisticated, focused, focused leap. Yeah. And then no album for 10 years. And, and then, and, wow. 
And then, wow, <laughs> I, and artificial emotions is the first one I think I heard. And I think I got these, the first two at this on the same day, or certainly I got artificial emotions first, because it's the one I remember distinctly. And I think I got it just as a buyer. I guess I was a buyer for the time at the end. And uh, um, I put it in, I just immediately thought loud blast, uh, a little pestilence, certainly death, tons of human to perseverance era death and ticked all the right boxes and didn't sound too much like a clone. Like there, there was something going on that they had that was their own. Uh, and then, then they closed with their third and final album Equivoke in 2008. So that's the kind of brief history about them. But um, so I, I got uh, human abstract um, because you and I played the monster magnet game at my place in uh in Colombia <laughs> which we've spoken about too much but it, it involved and a very mild yeah. Belgian beer called Treblette and then um in a drunken haze you were like hey you you want to hear something that sounds like loud blast and death <laughs> I can't play it for you but you just go ahead and order it from the end and I and I did why didn't I bring it down that, would, that was stupid. I don't know I well you know I mean I trust you and these are the days before you were, you know, checking it out on your phone and just instant accessing it. Yeah, I mean, I this think, was like yeah, this right was 2005, like right yeah, no, there was no Spotify. Yeah, so yeah, fair enough. So anyway, let's check out two from the Human Abstract. There'll be much to talk about. Uh, this is the Apogee and then Mental Perfection. Against me, 
This album's about two years too late. <laughs> which which lands us back in 93. Well played. You know, with me, it always lands back in 1993. You won it in 93. No, I did. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. But, but yeah, I mean, there was very little like this happening in death metal in 1995. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the world had kind of moved on. You know, diehards like, you know, Suffocation. I guess a number of the, you know, shun bands um, that held on. But, you know, death metal had basically migrated to Northern Europe and had been translated through a different prism by this point, there was very little um, in the way of this kind of progressive death um, by 1995. And it's a real shame that this got passed over then because this is you know, still like really, really vital creative death metal. Yeah, it was a cassette release at first and considered an album by the band. So it's an album. And then, of course, the CD release came out. It's also, if you think about it, and you make fantastic point of, of its placement in time, especially being a debut, right? They weren't around in like the late 80s or anything like this. And that brings me to kind of what I was thinking about too, as you were saying that, was that they're kind of the third generation of tech metal. Because take like, I don't know, Voivod Watchtower in 87, 88, 89, that's that first real serious plunge. You could even say corner, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think you might agree. I think you like corner. I've heard a couple of songs. They're pretty cool. <laughs> so, but no, but then you have, of course, the the, the wave that led and, and crested in 93. We know what those bands are. Right. Death, Atheist, Pestilence, Believer. And I think this is kind of a, a third generation of that. I, I mean, because it's it's not drawing from the non-tech influences that a band like Watchtower or Voivod drew from, really. I mean, it in a way, yes. But then you have the 93 no, no, bands. This- Right. Drawing no, from it's... corner, drawing from all that stuff, and going back, and now we've got this this more pure Russian band that comes along and just sinks right in their first album, sounding like it's Loud Blast's fifth album. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, this is a band that's clearly directly influenced by a later generation of thoroughbred tech bands, and I think as we go along. I don't I don't know if it'll come out in this. Well, it'll come out in this instrumental um, that we're going to play next. But I, I think the the more I hear them, the prime influence does seem to be human through perseverance death. I mean, more than anything. I hear like if James Murphy had stayed with death, I heard a lot of guitar stuff on those two songs. Lead wise, it reminded me of him. Yeah. Um, I also we can't we can't we can't go without saying that really bizarre part that comes in in mental perfection. I mean, we both kind of laughed like. Oh yeah, they need to shake it up like that a little more often. That that was straight alchemist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that zany guitar thing, but I'm, you know, maybe that's. I'm sure these guys were listening to Trace Bruins too. Oh sure, yeah, Sorry. yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, let's check out the Gardens of Earthly Delights. This is obviously uh, a reference to Hieronymus Bosch's "The Garden of Earthly Delights." They just uh, they get they give you more gardens, more than just a triptych. The hanging gardens of uh, and, 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 and yes, we'll talk about this band and how they were 
named after the great artist. Always been an interesting point for me, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll maybe cover that after this one. Uh, you like instrumental metal, right? From '95. Cool. two comments for you to respond to okay two comments only first i didn't know nathan sap was on that so that's cool um <laughs> the lead was a lot of it's a lot of sap and then um the second of which is uh anything that reminds me and i, and I imagine us of like the most primo moments in the psychotic waltz catalog is yep. always welcome and, and rare and you get it with that instrument i was about to say it's it's yeah, more rare than than welcome, or if I were to use the the proper comparative, uh, rarer than welcome. This is how we were. This is how we rare, folks. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I think that it's worth mentioning too because you know, and it, to me, this is akin to the hard rock influence in Rush. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, um, but this band plays tech metal with a pronounced traditional melodic heavy metal influence. Definitely, yeah. There is tech, like for instance, we, I mean, we already mentioned Embryonic Death. There's, there's none of that in Embryonic Death. Oh, well, no, no. Yeah, but this band has a backbone of you know, classy, melodic, epic metal. I love, and that—that's one of the things um, that endears me to this band. Well, I and I think that'll bear out even more so, probably especially in the guitar work on Equivoke once we sample those, because they really got. They were always, I mean, they honestly, you know, ten years between 
album one and two and then the third one a few years after like they never really strayed too far from what they laid down in human abstract i think they tightened it we'll hear cleaner yeah, albums, it is. yeah they, but, it's, it's more of a refinement but i don't know they just they kind of established the style pretty early and then bam uh perfected it and gave us uh at least three good albums I, well i would even call them great uh the second two anyway oh the second tour Absolutely. the more i listen to human abstract because that's my least listened to just in the last i don't know 15 20 years since i've been mm -hmm. in um is that uh that one gets better over time for sure i mean mental perfection and garden and that instrumental i mean i think we hear it that's truly a great band let's yes. move on this is from that artificial emotions album uh, the only thing wrong with this album is maybe the title kind of a mm, i'm not sure I, I buy that title it's a little late in the day for that one you know buying you know buying uh, I, I honestly don't really have an opinion on it. And I think that's probably that's probably an indictment. An indictment? Really? All right. Not having an opinion? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some Not artificial emotion? I mean, I don't know. What about what about if they call that emotions? It'd fall a lot more in line with spheres and dimensions and <laughs> elements and emotions. How about um, like a lowercase e a period and then motions in all uppercase letters skin lab that shit up <laughs> <laughs> okay well let, let's do two from artificial emotions interference the album opener and then escape from primitivity
Both of these snippets support my claim earlier about the melodic metal quotient uh, resident in their music. Um, it, you know, I think that there is a tendency with bands who are able, who have the capacity to play at this level, to be, you know, I guess what you would call willfully difficult. And I love the restraint mm, that this mm -hmm. band shows. That's a yeah, um, that's and, that's excellent. Yeah. You're yeah, right. their their dedication to songcraft and and just making really purposeful music. Yeah, totally. And I, I think it becomes way more clear with this album than it did with Human Abstract. I think they were trying to get there. Maybe that's why they needed ten years. But uh, that's the if they made any big leap, it was between that ten year gap. And we hear like this more streamlined Hieronymus Bosch, memorable, catchy, even in spots. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, absolutely. Just, yeah. As you say, with the melodic metal quotient, I think that's why um, I do hear the more melodic lead players that would end up in death. You know, who who would. Mm -hmm ring out these amazing aggressive yet super melodic and and and, and um velvety sort of guitar leads you know and and oh, that's what that. hermonymous bosch is doing you have me just all excited to listen to the next one so uh, <laughs> listeners this might be a bit of a, a cop-out but we're just going to keep going and uh you can listen with us and short show let's go punk style <laughs> which is really appropriate considering the kind of punk music bosch. punk bosch this is heartbeat seismology <laughs> also, fucking amazing song title.
best thing to come out of Russia since Dostoevsky and Golden, etc. <laughs> Who am I to argue? I, I mean, really, this has always been, yeah, a t- a, the most top notch of, of Russian music that I know. Uh, I can't say I've done I mean, deep, yeah, but, and but from we're being know, unfair yeah. to them by just saying they're Russian. Like, I mean, well, sure, man, this is just top notch, high tech, progressive death metal. Absolutely, no, and and it's kind of funny that these snippets were selected before we were unknowingly kind of or maybe inevitably going to talk about like all this like guitar hero heavy metal melodic metal stuff in here but that song yeah. really underscores it i mean just oh it, yeah <laughs> it's beautiful and um yeah soaring i'd be surprised if uh votek from lost horizon doesn't love this uh it would, <laughs> se- would seem to be in his wheelhouse but yeah Good point. And you know, they're human beings. Yeah. We, we say, Oh, they're, but for a Russian band, well, I mean, we just don't happen to know a lot of what's come out of there and some of it's been bad, but Christ, you know, some of it's been bad from Norway too. So uh, it, ha- <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and we're going to assume that even guys, Norway, we're going to assume that these guys are uh, either stand for Ukraine or just are fucking sick of their ass fuck leader. So uh, I think that's mm. about all we need to say about that. Unless you want to think so. I think that yeah, anyone listening to this podcast for any amount of time probably knows where we stand on this issue. And it doesn't really matter if, if you stand differently. It's just. No, and you know, it doesn't. Um, but we stand with Ukraine and we hope that the members of Hieronymus Bosch are peaceful and peace loving folks that also do. And happen to uh, be due for a fourth Hieronymus album, but doesn't seem to be in the cards. I wanted to mention their lineup a, a bit. Um, two guys uh, formed the band and stayed in the band the whole time, and that is uh, the bassist vocalist that you hear, Vazel Velov, Gorbenko on vocals, bass, and some keyboards, uh, and Vladimir Leviman on guitar. This guy that played on Artificial Emotions, uh, the drummer, Andrei Ishenko. I, I, <laughs> Direct you to the Encyclopedia Metallum, the Metal Archives, aka the Oracle. Look him up. Look up this Andre Ishenko drums for Hieronymus Bosch from 2003 to 2008. It's probably the most bands I've ever seen a guy credited with, ever. Like on this site or others, but there are some pretty ridiculous ones on this site too. But um, this guy has played in, it looks like I'm just going to shoot in the dark here, 65 metal bands and probably about 35 non metal bands. So, uh, Look it up right now. Just take a break. Let's take a take a okay. break. Okay. All right. All right. And I haven't heard of any of these metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we actually just stopped. And um, this is an edit. We uh we took about 10 minutes and mused at Andre Ishenko's resume, which ha- the only real recognizable names for us were uh Blaze Bailey, who of Iron Maiden fame, and then um John Lawton, somehow X. Yeah, how is that? I don't even know. It's like some Russian band and John Lawton, and he only played with them in a live capacity. But John Lawton, I have to say, is one of the most underrated vocalists from the 70s. He was on uh, great Lucifer's Friend albums and some kind of bad Uriah Heap albums. Um, mm. That's the sad truth of John Lawton. But mm. Anyhow, back to Loud Blast. That would be a good uh, band name. Or champ song. That sad, sad truth of John Lawton. <laughs> That's a champ song title waiting to happen. That isn't. Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of song titles, we're going to get to what might be our favorite song title of certainly of this episode, but maybe of the entire podcast. Uh, we're going to move to Equivoke. Uh, came out in 2008. 
before we do hunter i just want to get your take on like i i love their name and i think that you can always relate you can relate many kinds of metal to his painting well and, and the visions that they evoke and all all of that you know i'm a huge fan of that guy i like like any no, so am i yeah. anybody with eyes should be but uh, but wow you know, I, I love that they took his name, but I think it's also interesting because it seems like more of a black metal or... I was about to say, I always thought... War metal type an, name, an even. Inappropriate name. Yeah. Any sick new signing that's super black metal from Nuclear War now, like, um, I think of the name Departure Chandelier. That's a band I want to love. Yeah, that, I can't. I, 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 I don't. I also wanted to love them. Because of um, the name. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that they have a... a record that's just like napoleon in a casket yes yeah um, exactly yeah it's great artwork it's great logo great name yeah, yeah. anyway yeah i i feel like hieronymus bosch is more suited to that sort of band um but here we are a band that um sounds not quite like all that i can live with it because it just in invokes the name of bosch and it, it, it's not it's not ironic it works it works on a level um but anyway um if you've never heard of them Check out Hieronymus Bosch's uh, Wikipedia page for, I guess, if nobody's heard of him out there. Hopefully, yeah, if you haven't, you know, perhaps you should expand your horizons. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know what? You, you know how to get in touch with us? Please do, if you've not heard of the artist. And, and I can always we say... Can, we, can, we can help you. And if you don't have the internet, you can write to P.O. Box 41193 Greensboro 27404. And uh, write us there and uh, I'll Do send that. you, if you don't have the internet and I'll send, and how are you listening? I don't know, but uh, if I'll send you a hand-drawn version of Crucifixion of St. Julia, which I hand drew for you uh, to sort of somewhat display uh, Bosch's middle period. So mm. uh, let's move on. Zero on a dice from the- Also kind of pretty cool title. Cool title seems a little bit of a uh, English as second language issue. I kind of dig that. Zero on a die, zero mm -hmm. on the dice, zero on dice. All that makes sense, but zero on a dice. Yeah, I, I, I do like that it's broken and weird. But I mean, just phonetically, I like the way it sounds. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it does roll off the tongue nicely. Why don't you introduce it then? I want to. I want to hear you say it with your with your with your Savannah drawl. Zero on a dice. All right. Let's go. Let's I mean, if you want me to get uh, molasses. <laughs> you know, get, yeah, go molasses. All right, well, zero on a day. ladies and gentlemen. It's a little song by Hieronymus Bosch called Zero on a Dice. Saving trees, I hidden in your sleep. Yeah. 
potential influence that we haven't broached yet mm-hmm. uh believer oh yeah 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 um those weird almost awkward tempo changes mm-hmm. remind me a lot of definitely of like a dimensions era believer for sure yeah it's um it's a bit jarring in spots yeah, uh, but then they smooth it out and then they jar you it's unpredictable it's a little bit of an ambush None of the ideas are pat, you know, they're not pat phrases in, 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 in no. this metal. They, they remain fresh and they change their sound. I mean, again, I, I know I said earlier that they didn't really change much. I, I just feel like they didn't, they weren't one of those bands that started with a Malleus Maleficarum and ended up at Spheres. They, they weren't a band that started a piece of time and ended up at Elements. You know, it was always, right. um, uh, you know, kind of in that ballpark. Too yeah, they sort of, yeah, showed the, up, yeah, with their game in tow. Yeah, with their suit on, baby, they got that. They got that tie knotted perfectly. You know what I mean? They're ready to roll. But, but no, zero on a dice. Yeah, obviously, Equivoke is even. Um, it's. Pro- I mean, if I had to choose, I think it's my favorite album. Um, That's mine. Yeah, but 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 I mean, really, like, and I was thinking about this earlier today. You know, the margin of quality between artificial emotions and Equivoke, pretty thin. Yeah, um, yeah. but there, but. I just I do think that Equivoke just has a slight edge in terms of songwriting, uh, execution, just all around. Let's listen to a couple more examples of that because let's do it. Yeah, um, this is Monad Hecatomb. And okay, another another awesome song title. Great song title. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Well, Monad uh, it means a kind of a, a point of one or a a a, a, um, a unit of one. And then we're going to end with Tracer Bullet Falling Star. Now, this is the song title that we, I think we both yeah. uh, love. And, and while you listen to Monad Hecatomb, just think about that for a little bit. Right. Tracer about, Bullet Falling Star. Tracer Bullet Falling Star. Uh, final song in the album, I believe. Am I right? Yes. Both these are killer. Uh, before we go, we will come back and uh, we'll maybe announce the next episode. So stick around if that sounds really exciting for you. And, and if not, we want to tell you that on Discogs, if you're turned on at all by this Hieronymus Bosch stuff, I looked it up. The first two albums are fairly easily obtained, not that expensive. And in fact, they're shockingly low, shockingly affordable. I didn't know how they would be these days. And then Equivoke, <laughs> like $30 minimum is, is what you'll have to pay for a, a real oh, copy. Sweet. I'll sell mine mm-hmm. tomorrow. We should also mention, and this, this is very important, that Andy LaRoque produced Equivoke pretty important yeah i feel dumb explaining it but there are people out there that may not know he is the guitarist in king diamond 
And I think more significant, even more significantly, because I'm sure they're into the King Diamond stuff, but even more significantly, he was on individual thought patterns by death. That makes a ton of sense. The mutual, hey, here's the, a, the mutual interest yeah. that must have been there. And those guys probably asking him a bunch of questions. Of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, here's a bit of trivia that not a lot of people know. Charlie D'Angelo actually tried to play bass on this album and it was rejected. <laughs> It took us 88 episodes to get to our how amused we are by Charlie D'Angelo's resume. Because that's been, that's been a topic of our friendship for quite a while. Oh, yeah, forever. <laughs> I think the first time we met, we were talking about Charlie D'Angelo's like just completely slutty bass career. Well, if you don't know who's like which the what basis is going to be in so, any particular band, it's probably just, Charlie D'Angelo. Yeah, just guess Charlie, <laughs> and you're probably him. halfway there. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it, it's a good horse to bet on. It's a good hill to die upon. We'll let you know what episode eighty nine is. It's going to be so killer. We're going to make you wait uh, through these two horrible, horrible songs by uh, Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs>
hell, it's hard to come back on and say and not say something. So that's pretty fucking great. That pretty much sums up my thoughts. This is what we try to do, bring you really fucking great music. So thanks for listening and hanging in. And um, wow. Yeah, go get those Hieronymus Bosch album. Certainly. And if, um, if anyone listening wants to pay $50 for a copy of Equivoke, get in touch with me. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I see. Oh, I'm just going to stream it. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm trying to make that money, son. Are you that skin? Are you really that skin that you give up Equivoke? It seems like you're doing it. seems like you're rolling pretty all right. I mean, you know, I'm fine. Do you, do you need to send you some food or anything? Some I'm, I'm, goods? I'm, always, I'm, all, I'm, I'm grinding, Jeff. <laughs> always, son. Always. <laughs> okay, you heard it. P.O. Box 41193, Greensboro, North Carolina, zip code 27404. <laughs> uh, that's our P.O. Box. If you want to send Hunter some canned goods or $50, we will get you that Equivoke. So. I don't need your food. I want the money. Uh, Okay, the money cash on the barrel head, people. No personal checks on that bullshit. Your paper be looking real good about it. Yes, I want that paper or <laughs> at least at the very least a certified check. Well, we did good by Hieronymus Bosch, the band, except until we got into this stuff. We've evolved into this nonsense. But uh again, yeah, write to us at P.O. Box 41193. I love that 93 is in our P.O. box, by the way. I love that oh, we even have a P.O. Naturally. box. Actually, I haven't for other business reasons, but um, if anybody wants to write there and yeah, send, well, still, I think that the '93 was faded. So send me canned goods. I'll I'll fucking eat that shit. <laughs> Campbell's soup. It ain't well, nothing. Hold on, Campbell's soup. It ain't nothing but wet ass food. <laughs> Do you remember that from Detroiters? Yes. <laughs> oh, episode eighty nine. The one before ninety, and it's gonna it's gonna sound weird to say ninety. That's for sure. Doesn't sound weird to say 89. So episode 89, we are going to cover hopefully about 20, 22, 25 snippets of crazy, furious, if not sophisticated, then just downright inspired heavy metal bass solos. Not necessarily anesthesia, but ones that are within the context of song. Mm. Ones that come out and start ripping, usually unexpectedly, by a bassist rather than a guitarist. The guys who take the lead. And um, that is so a thing that I've loved forever, but never really had a chance. You're to a follow. bassist. So, well, I, it's my favorite instrument. It's it's certainly the one I can play the, the best. I think I've even been a very good bassist at times. It's been a long time. I have played with you and you are an excellent bassist. We played some Voivod together, Missing Sequence. Good. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, this is, yeah, this is just, I, I think anybody into metal and the, the sort of textural attraction to metal has to love the heavy metal bass solo and it's a rarity it's still not pulled off because i think it's difficult you know you try ripping on a rickenbacker like cliff burden yeah. you, you just try and being that fluid so that's what we're going to look at and there'll be some surprise some surprising picks but i will say that damon good will appear probably twice <laughs> no surprise there okay brother i love you this has been a blast love you um always of all the people that worship the year 1993 you're probably my favorite of that subset <laughs> why i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> all right brother take care i'm in signing off mm-hmm.